Oracle Soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Welcome, everyone, to Oracle Soup. This is Gina Thies here with my dear sister, Katrina Wynn. What's happening? Hey, sister. I'm over here in Oregon, and things are beginning to get a little bit chilly now that we're into fall. Ooh, my favorite time of the year. (laughs) Yeah, say more about that. Yeah, well, you know, um, first of all, I am um, a child of the seasons. I was born uh, in October. And so um, it's a busy season for me as well with parties and stuff. I actually cannot wait for um, Halloween. And then, you know, it's kind of the entrance into the holiday seasons. And we have many people celebrate different things. But ideally, overall, everybody celebrates the, the, the sort of the closing of the season and then the settling in the hibernating and then you know it's almost like a rebirth and awakening to uh, something new in the new year so um, it's sort of like the finality of the close of the yeah, I've been into the harvest. I have this one pear tree that I planted myself, and now it's just like laden with pears. Oh my goodness, the branches are almost breaking. They're so heavy. So I've been collecting pears, and I'm getting, I'm hoping I'm getting ready to do some canning. I'll let them ripen a little bit more. So that'll be fun. And you know, it's also special about this time of year. As you kind of mentioned, it's your birthday coming up. Yep. Really close to the time of this podcast. I will not give away anything too much. <laughs> and another very dear person. It's interesting because you're my sister. And I actually have a Tarot brother. Uh-huh. Whose birthday is like today. Wow. Yes. It, it's, wow, it's today, wow, wow. the day of this podcast. And and he is actually our kitchen table conversation guest. All right. We are talking about none other than the fabulous James Rickliffe, who I adore. And it was really great to have him over to our kitchen and share about, you know, the fantastic work that he does and amazing work that he does. And so we have so much to, to talk about. You know, I also talked about, you know, the, the kind of the ending, the final end we're entering into for the for the year for this year of 2015 and so finality it kind of makes me think about our featured card that we're going to talk about which is the judgment card um you know my association some of the things i look at when i have the judgment card appear is you know it is about a final judgment a final ending a closure of a sort but it is also an awakening 
it's actually one of my favorite cards for for one reason or another because I think there's so many um you know, in, in terms of when you look at the the connections in a lot of our sacred text about the fun, the final judgment or the you know judgment day and <laughs> different terms for different people, but I I'm, I've always since little have been interested in sort of looking at the um, apocalyptic sort of uh, symbolism and um, that is associated with the card so i think it's very very interesting you know boy you're gonna get people with their little ears perking up like what does she mean by apocalyptic well that's a whole nother show right Right. that is a whole other show (laughs) and and the, the reason i thought it would be so fantastic to look at that card today especially in honor of brother james is that it's one of his two life or birth or soul cards depending on what you like to call them and so with trump 20 in the major arcana uh folks who have this card as their life card or their soul card are folks who themselves are really even tempered they are not necessarily uh judgmental people they don't necessarily take sides they want to find a peaceful middle in some way or another and when i think about judgment card typically when i'm teaching my students i think i say think of it as non-judgment because it's really about transcending duality and the need to judge between right and wrong or good and bad or white and black or inner or outer or male female it's about that time when they come back and they blend and blending that spirit again and so when i'm thinking about this i'm also thinking about the special gifts that james rickless brings to us in the Tarot world and his writings. And he's such a prolific writer. And we're so fortunate to be able to talk to him about one of my favorite topics, Tarot and spirituality. Which goes hand in hand, I think, for so many things that, you know, I I tell people sometimes there's a difference between, you know, being spiritual and being religious. And we get into not so much about religion, but it's just about spirituality as a path and how tarot for many people is either maybe a catalyst to their spiritual path i know for me uh, tarot has led me to many many different aspects of a spiritual type of path if you uh want to call it that so it's it's a very very you know it's it's many people consider tarot a very spiritual tool it's you know and and uh, um and so you know with that naturally you have some sort of build up or it acts as a way that they expand um, their journey in terms of reaching whatever type of evolution that they're going through so it's so no wonder it's at the end of the major arcana just before <laughs> the world card yeah right. it's evolutionary it, yeah. it is evolutionary and again you were you were talking about um not so much judgmental well judgment when you think in the terms of use your judgment what you're asked asked to be done there is to make a decision that is well thought out well planned but will be final you understand there's a sort of finality to it it is about path work and completing the journey and this journey of being a human remembering that we truly are spirits on that note, we're so excited to share with you our very, very special friend, James Rickliffe. 
Welcome. We're so happy to have you here for yet another Kitchen Table Conversation. And I'm Katrina Wynn, and I'm here in person with my sister, Gina Thies. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and boy, are we delighted. I mean, for me, really close to my heart, a topic that we're going to be exploring today in this conversation with a very, very dear friend, James Rickliffe. And we're going to be talking about tarot and spirituality, and I realize that might mean different things to different people. And we're just probably going to have three unique uh, perspectives here. So anybody want to get that conversation started? Well, I'd like to start off by saying I often hear that tarot is a spiritual tool. So when you hear that, James, what do you think about tarot as a spiritual tool? Do you hear that a lot as well? I don't hear people actually saying that all that often. Um, I hear it sometimes. It's it's not like this is a constant kind of refrain. I think that the thing is that anything can be a spiritual tool. I think that your entire life is a spiritual exercise, and it's just are you aware of it or not. But I think that uh, the tarot has a very uh, good chance at helping you with that because I think there's a lot of spirituality that was infused in it through the um, centuries you know, when it was being created. Right, because when you look at the philosophies, the spiritual traditions, and the religions, and of course the cultures, who've all influenced what we call the Tarot today, whether it be just the yes. major arcana or just the minor arcana, but then eventually it coming together. I, would, I say the influences for the end of the medieval period, yeah, even 14th, though it's the beginning of the Renaissance. 14th, 17th centuries, yes. yes. yes and that, of that, course, spirituality existed long before then, as in, in, as you're saying. you know, it's, it, it's not just the tool, it's where you go on. But go on. But yes, at that, at that time when the tarot was coming in, it was a time when uh, spirituality was... Uh, they were infusing everything. There wasn't this delineation that we have now that you know this is spiritual and this is secular they didn't have that sort of concept exactly so it was always sort of a spiritual um i would say, well i'll just say what i call it i think of it as a spiritual picture book because whereas you might have a written book which was not accessible to the average person. When you have cards with pictures, now the average person can begin to relate to them. And I believe that there's a lot of spiritual imagery and uh, information that were kind of built into the cards in such a way that it was easier to relate to than maybe a book or something. So I actually think to me, and maybe I realize I differ from some people, I do think of the tarot not just as a spiritual tool, I really love the way you talked about that, James, but it in itself is a spiritual book of wisdom. If we backtrack to those earlier periods, we have to keep in mind that the tarot, there were pieces of art, and they were done by artists that were painting stuff, and then back in the, back during the medieval or the Renaissance period, art was very spiritual. As a matter of fact, they did not differentiate because everything you did was for spirituality or the church. As a matter of fact, those were the people that were going to pay you most of the time or the, or the nobility, which, you know, they got their authority from somewhere else in, in terms of the, the church. And so many, many writers back then were doing composition that was based on um, geometric figures or sacred geometry. And you said writers. 
writers were writing about mm -hmm. this is artists, writers writing about, well, you know, take for instance, when you do what's called triangular composition, the Holy Trinity, the triangle, right. very much connected to the golden ratio. Yeah, very much all connected to spirituality because it starts with God, the triangle being the very perfect um, symbol, the triangle being the perfect symbol for God. And, and for me, it even goes back to Hinduism and other older civilizations, but that's another topic. <laughs> so now there are people in the world who wouldn't necessarily connect spirituality with Tarot. And another topic would be those folks that maybe even condemn it and would be insulted by putting those two in the same sentence. But for now, James, I mean, I know you have spent a great deal of time writing about this, and you have a special perspective on that, too, in terms of using it and maybe interpreting the cards in a very spiritual way. Yeah, so I, I wrote a book called The Soul's Journey, where I spent um, at least a couple of years writing uh, spiritual essays inspired by or related to one of the cards. And there are about, mm, I think, a little over 300 such essays. So on average there are several per card. Um, I, I did that over a long period of time and then I accumulated it into this book just to give some ideas for how you can see each of the cards in a more spiritual light. Mm -hmm. And then another thing we, we might just want to touch upon briefly for folks who are listening is what are spiritual ways uh, that people can support their work with the cards? For instance, some people would say, well, you can meditate on your card, you can mm -hmm. journal. Uh, mm -hmm. Some people like to pray in one way or another around um, doing a reading. Uh, any other ideas? Well, for me, I just use... I stay connected to spirit is how I always say it. I think there's no separation because I think this is it's in our makeup to be that way so I don't think about separation um, when you look at the the lover's card to me that epitomizes union but also separation and how we uh, came from you know this this area of spirituality or con disconnecting from deity another thing whole other conversation however <laughs> for me um, I think one of the reasons we have practices are you know, ritual, all that, because it connects us back ultimately to source, which could be taken as spirit, higher source, God, or however you define that. So, um, it it's a constant connection, is what I how I use the cards, and I, I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I'm ever separated from anything. It's like I can't because yeah. then I have incorporated it into who I am. A constant connection with the divine. Yes. Yeah. I know also a lot of people will, if they have an altar, they will incorporate tarot cards into you know, the creation of their ah, altar, too. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Well, in terms of folks finding out more about you and all the wonderful things that you offer, could you share um, contact information, uh, website, blog? Uh, yes, my blog is... Uh, jamesrickliff.wordpress.com Could you spell that? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, James Rickliff is all one word. It's J-A-M-E-S-R-I-C-K-L-E-F and that's F as in father dot wordpress.com 
and that's there's contact information for that. There's a, on the um, banner you can find something a little button that says contact. Um, that also gives information on my tarot services, like doing readings, my tarot the tarot products. Uh, I've written several books on on the subject. I have created a deck and also my blog posts. I have approximately 1,500 blog posts at this time. Very prolific. Wow. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Well, we will have links as well. And um, we're, James is connect- we've known James for a while, so we can find him too. If, you, if not, if you get confused, just reach out to us at Oracle Soup, and we'll be ha- happy to point you in the right direction. It's been such a delight to have you Thank here. you so much, James. Thank this you. is great. I'm so honored. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. And counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G dot org, like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com and advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.